Welcome aboard the USS Little Hero. This Galaxy Class refitted starship, NCC 73117. I'm Captain William. I'm Commander Vicky. And if you will step right this way, historians, we will take you back in through our history, starting with the NX01 Enterprise. We start out with taking care of going through history. Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek. I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And today we will be doing two of them because last week, halfway or well, three quarters of the way through the recording of the last episode or of that episode, I got very, very sick. Um, Vicky got sick soon after that uh, due to bad food. That's all I can say. Um, so we're better now. We're going to make it up to you guys by doing these two today. Um, we may pre-record uh, down Periscope. We'll have to see how Vicky's feeling after that because she is tired. We have had a lot to do because we are trying to get a place to live. We have been told we need to do a few things and we have done them. So hopefully things will get much, much, much better. Right? Right. Okay. So Vicky, would you like to tell them where they can find us at? You can find us at Google Podcast. Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Republic Radio, and Anchor. Where it all started. You can contact us at... Which we would love to hear from you. Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek at gmail.com or Facebook, Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek. Very true, very true, very true, very true. So, Vicky, today we are doing Desert Crossing Season 1, Episode 24. What did you think was going to happen in this one? Wrong though it probably is, I still enjoy hearing you say it. To Paul and Archer go to Earth and cannot cross the desert because there's a stone wall. <laughs> that makes absolutely no <laughs> sense. None. Well, hey. But I like that you're trying. So also, guys, just so you know, we're in the same room we were in last week. So if you can't hear us, we're sorry. We apologize. It's not our fault. We're doing what we can. So let's hope and pray this goes well. Let's hope and pray we get this place because small though it may be, it would be a place for us to be instead of being in the hotel every weekend. Right. So. And they can actually hear the television. Yes, because we do have brand new ones that are going to be going in there. So we are going to go onward and upward. Very, very true. And we're going to get, and when we get this place, we're going to be buying a podcasting setup with mics and a mixer and all this other stuff. So our intro should get better because we're going to re-record it. And we're going to, as we go along, the show will get better and better as we learn how to use that as well. Exactly. So, Vicki. Now that they've heard what you had to say, again, highly unlikely that it would be to have happen, would you like me to read the synopsis? Yes. (laughs) When Archer and Trip are invited to a desert-like planet by an alien leader, 
they discover he is a terrorist <laughs> who has lured them there under false pretenses. <laughs> so what are you laughing about now? <laughs> they go to, to the earth. Yeah. Okay. The wall was what made it. I, I can understand get, not being able to make it th- across some of the deserts. I can understand that. Death Valley is pretty bad. I can understand that. But a wall... Not just a wall. A a stone stone wall. wall. Kind of makes it sound kind of ridiculous, doesn't it? It's a little eccentric. Yeah. Alrighty. Ready? Onward and upward. Is there such thing as downward? Onward and downward? We could try. Well, if we were going under the sea, I could say, yeah, we're going onward and downward. We can try. <laughs> Captain's personal log, February 12th, 2152. Now, I may have said this before or not, but now, uh, what it is is right now with Archer, in his logs, he is saying, like, it is February 12th, 2152. 12 days before my birthday. In 2152. <laughs> All right. But he's using that. But later when we get to TNG, TOS, DS9, Void, they use Stardates. 29.82, you know. We, because it changes between all of them, we're not exactly sure. But uh, from what I understand from a lot of people is it's supposed to represent the date, month, and year in some fashion. So, I don't know. After a brief detour, we're back on course for Rice. Everyone's looking forward to some much-needed shore leave. I've got my eye on a place called Soraya Bay. Soraya Bay. Villa's built right into the cliffs. Perfect spot to enjoy a few good books. Might even do a little diving when I... Computer pause. So, here's something weird, too. In TOS, DS, not all the others, except for this one, they would just say... Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. In TNG, they didn't. Or TOS, they didn't. Um, in TNG, DS9, and Voyager, they'll just say, go ahead, when somebody called to them. And this one, they don't have that. When somebody calls, you hear a did it and they'd hit a button and say, yes, you know. Right. So, that's what, what Archer is doing right now. Somebody's trying to, you know... Uh, it's very weird, but you got to imagine this. The technology right here, right now, will change in D- in TOS because of Dr. Daystrom. Now, you'd expect, you know, if you've watched TNG, and it's all touch screen and everything, but you watch TOS and you go, well, why didn't they have it then? 1966, they didn't have that technology at the time when they filmed it. But it also makes sense because Dr. Daystrom makes the duotronics. The duotronics... You have to start from scratch, so you have switches, knobs, and buttons. Whereas in TNG, they don't have that. And it also goes to bear that in, DS, in, in Enterprise here, they have some touchscreen stuff as well because Duotronics hasn't been invented yet. Right. So, be that as it may, that's what we're going with. Archer. We're picking up a distress call, Captain. It's coming from a vessel approximately two light years to any idea who it is? No, sir. Should we alter course? Go ahead. I'll be right there. Looks like your walk on the beach will have to wait. I'm on. I'm not on the ball today. I'm not on the ball today. It's my fault. I'm not on the ball today. We're good. I'll start cleaning it if you want me to. Mm. You're fine, sweetheart. I don't think we need to. We. I don't think we need them to hear your beautiful singing voice today. If you're sure. I'm sure. Plasma <laughs> residue. Your warp injectors were full of. Must be more diligent about routine maintenance. Unless you enjoy being adrift in the middle of nowhere. I'm sorry to inconvenience you with something this trivial. Be sure to thank Mr. Tucker for his time. He wanted me to thank you. It isn't every day he gets to tinker with alien engines. 
We also found a micro fracture on your starboard hull. They're sealing it now. Your crew is very thorough. We were glad to help. Do you answer every distress call you pick up? If we can. The galaxy could use more people like you. Any questions, darling? <laughs> You're just like, what? What? Who? Huh? I got What's a microfracture? Okay, microfractures are microscopic fractures in the hull, which could lead to being a bigger fracture later. So, because you're in space, you don't want it to get bigger. Because then you got a hull breach. You lose your atmosphere. You die. And a fun fact that I forgot to mention a while ago. Which is? Um, that Vulcans can live for 200 years. Or I, more. I told you that more than once now. Yeah. Before you figured that out. Oh my god. I forgot that. And I just read that. That's cool. Sweetheart, every time we see... Every, you've asked that question two times. I've answered it twice and told you a third time about it. I just saw that again. 200 years. I want to be 200 years old. Well, the Vulcans also age very gracefully, too, compared to humans. Can I try? Oh, sure you can. Okay. Tomorrow, you'll join me in my home. Bring Commander Tucker. I'll prepare a meal in your honor. It's the least I can do to show my gratitude. That's very generous, but I promised my crew a trip to Ryzen. That can wait one more day, can't it? If I put them off much longer, <laughs> I'm going to have a mutiny on my hands. It's going to be a Giscana match. I doubt you've ever seen anything like it. Giscana? Yes, you might want to participate, assuming you enjoy competition. I should warn you, Captain. I am easily offended. I am easily offended. Ryza is a recreational... Send me the coordinates. Ryza... Now, there's many different planets in the Ryza system. Uh, from what I understand, a lot of them are habitable. You have Ryzal... No, that's Ryzal, sorry. And, okay, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I, I admit I'm wrong. We're talking Ryza, not Ryza. Um, Rigel. So in Ryza, it is a planet that is... And you'll meet this planet more times than this. This is the first time, yes, but you'll hear about it a couple times later on. Yes, it is a planet where there is pleasure, but it's not just pleasure, it's for relaxation. Yes, you can get pleasure there. More than one kind of pleasure there, yes. But it is... They have weather controls. They control the weather there, so it's always beautiful. Um, it is a very beautiful planet to come and relax. That's what it was designed for. Now, you'll hear of another planet called the Shoreleaf Planet. It'll make two appearances in TOS. Where it was made by a race of creatures who still felt that play was... And I'm not talking the sexual kind. I'm talking actual physical play was, was a way to keep the mind healthy. We never find out who the creatures are, or the alien species is. We just know that, I I believe, I don't remember. But in the cartoon series, the keeper of the planet dies, and the computer runs amok. Um, Yes, you can die on that planet, but it'll bring you back to life, basically, better than you were before. It makes your fantasies come true. If you want to see a dragon, there's a dragon. You want to see Alice in Wonderland? There's Alice in the White Rabbit. You want to see a tiger? There it is. You want a gun? There she be. You want to see a F four Corsair? There, doing a scraping run? There it is, <laughs> right at you. <laughs> now these are examples of what really happened in the episode, except for the dragon. The dragon never appeared. So, but there's more that I didn't tell you either. Spoiler alert. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> Did that answer your question? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll break the news to my crew. Dress for warm weather. Dress for warm weather. I wonder why. No, not punching. Fight! That's what I meant. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> he said dress for warm weather. I wonder why. <laughs> Can you uh, can you explain to these people why? No. 
You don't remember, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> if I told you to dress for cold weather, what does that mean? That means to see the storm. No. <laughs> okay, being from Montana it means something different apparently than here that's here in Utah. When I say dress for cold weather, that means it's cold outside. It means it's winter weather. He said dress warm for warm weather. It's summer. And it's hot because it's um they're gonna fight. No know. it's a desert. Oh yeah. Okay. Da 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 I know I got this. Are you sure? Yes. Are you positive? <laughs> yes. Okay, as long as you're positive, we'll call it good. We'll, we'll go with it. For now. Captain, I'll sit this one out. Is that like you to pass up an away mission? Warm up to my ears and work. The impulse manifolds need to be purged. The gravity plating on C-Deck still in the line. <laughs> Desert, sir? Desert, sir? The heat, the dry air. No. Now we're going to find out why Trip is kind of being stubborn about this right now. Sucks a life out of me. What about the two weeks we spent in Australia? We had a great time. Survival training in the outback. <laughs> Breaking recycled sweat and eating snake meat. It's your idea of a great time? <laughs> it's not going to be like that. I get the feelings of Brawl's a man who likes to indulge his guests. He's promised to roll out the red carpet for us. Would be more fun than purging impulse manifolds. That's yeah, it yourself. I'll see if Malcolm's interested. But I was hoping you'd enjoy spending some time with your captain. <laughs> I was going to have to eat any snake meat. <laughs> well, we don't even know if they know what a snake is. Celsius. It's a dry heat. <laughs> it's a dry heat. A bonfire is a dry heat. What is 41 degrees Celsius right now? I can't ask my phone because we're recording it. Can you look up what 41 degrees Celsius is in Fahrenheit? <clears throat> I know I have a conversion calculator on my phone, guys, but if I try to open it with whilst we're recording the podcast, it shuts the podcast off. And maybe I should have done this research beforehand, but I didn't. I didn't even think about it. One hundred and four degrees. Eh, you know that's not too bad. That's Utah in the summer. <laughs> that's right. It's Utah in the summer. We just got over that. Yeah, it did actually pretty well. Cool. <laughs> Welcome! Good to be here. You remember Commander Tucker? Yes, of course, of course. This is the man who repaired my ship. A brilliant engineer. I was just a couple of clog injectors. Oh, you're a brilliant engineer. Well, I hope you're hungry. I prepared quite a feast. Are there many deserts of your world? Quite a few. But not as big as this one. From orbit. You'd think the entire planet's nothing but sand. Oh, uh, well, we have a handful of lakes and small seas. What about it? So the planet is mostly desert. There are some small lakes and seas. Right. That's pretty bad, if you ask me. How did life evolve on a planet that's a desert all over? I don't know. We'll I go don't with it. it. We'll go with it. Two-thirds water. Extraordinary. More wine. Please. Now, I can understand the wine. What's that called again? Yellow sot. It's made from a cactus that grows in the northern foothills. How was your roast terracac? It's very good. Terracac is some kind what of Trip meat. What Triple and I did are survive. Yes, it is right. some kind of meat. We just don't some kind of animal that grows on that planet. Oh. Old training. <laughs> In the desert, we never ate this well. We must have lost about three kilos during that last week. 
Maybe it always takes away my appetite. Doesn't seem to be bothering you now. <laughs> I guess I'm getting acclimated. <laughs> uh, must be difficult adjusting to new cultures. But challenging at times, but that's why we're out here. Did you ever think of turning back? Only once. <laughs> we were attacked by a hostile species with a lot more firepower than Enterprise. That's right. I set a course back to Earth to upgrade our weapons. Do you remember which one that one was? No. <laughs> it's the one, the first one that I couldn't tell you what species was attacking them. I would have to go back to my notes. Would you like me to do that or should we be long? Or would you like me to tell you? Tell me. <laughs> The episode Silent Enemy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now you get it. But we ended up having to do the repairs ourselves. They haven't bothered us since. Sounds like you've had an eventful journey. It's had its share of surprises. <laughs> but perhaps your visit here will be one of them. Oh, you're going to enjoy this. Looks delicious. What is it? Blood soup. I don't usually eat this well, but I promised your captain an exceptional meal. What are these, uh, little chunks? Uh, the essence of the mayo, chopped and seasoned. You know what that is, right? The essence of the mayo? Yes. <laughs> the Rocky Mountain oysters? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor trip. He's acting like he doesn't like it. Thank you. Which one do you prefer? Ah. Uh, mm. Well, that one's interesting. Yeah, it's yours. No, 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 no. I couldn't. Please consider it a gift. You're far too generous. Besides, I, I wouldn't have any place to hang it. Something smaller. No, you appreciate this. The Suriban made it. Suriban I met several years ago. Ah, interesting people, don't you agree? He's kind of leading the question to the Suliban there. Ah, I guess right. the match is about to begin. I'm hoping you will honor us by participating. Now? I just ate a half a terracac. Uh, you will be glad you did. Gascona requires a great deal of strength. <laughs> kind of looks like uh, lacrosse. Yeah. And yes, I have played a little bit in high school, but not... I, I wasn't doing it professionally for the school. I was playing in gym class. Think you're ready? I'll give it a shot, Captain. I can't promise we'll win any trophies. <laughs> this is an ideal game for men like you. <laughs> this is an ideal game for men like you. Taking off their shirts. We're being hailed. Because you can't play with your shirt on, apparently. No, it's coming from a city on the far side of the desert. I burn too easily. I would have to wear a shirt. This is Enterprise. Yes, I'm Enterprise. Several hours ago, you launched a small vessel to an encampment in the Signia Expanse. Would you tell me why? Our captain and chief engineer were invited. By whom? A man named Zabral. And you are? Chancellor Trellet. Why are you in contact with this man? His ship was damaged and we assisted him. In return, he offered his hospitality. Hospitality? I hope you're aware that most likely you'll never see your captain or engineer again. 
Well, Paul, you're the new captain. Hey, we come back to Trip and Archer playing lacrosse, as it were. You all right? Never better. <laughs> like, like he's on the football field. Making tackles and avoiding them. <laughs> he missed. to the right and we would have had it. Next time we'll set you up with an old pass. Alright. Archer. I need to speak to you, Captain. Get away. We're a little busy at the moment. It's urgent. Are you alone? Hold on. It's my science officer. She says it's important. Do you mind? Take your time. What's the problem? I've been contacted by a government official in a city about 200 kilometers from where you are now. He claims that you are in danger. What kind of danger? According to him, Zabral and his men are terrorists. They've been responsible for numerous attacks on civilian targets within the city. Men along, but they don't seem like terrorists to me. Perhaps not. But until we're certain who they are, I suggest you return to the ship. Captain is you're never really off duty. I'm afraid we have to cut our visit short. Uh, sorry to hear that. What's going on? Problem with the starboard engine? DePaul says she needs us up there right away. Can we at least finish this quarter? Remember those impulse manifolds you said needed purging? You were right. Well, thanks for one hell of a game. You must have other people that can correct this problem. I wish we did. As I said, Captain, I am easily offended. We'll come back if there's time, I promise. You should not believe the Tarothans. I have just been informed that we picked up a lengthy transmission between your vessel and Chancellor Trellet. Whatever he told your science officer, it is not true! I wanted this to wait till later, but I beg you, let me explain the real reason why I asked you here. You have here a reputation. <laughs> Being fair, a man of great integrity. When you hear what I have to say, I am certain you will want to help us. I don't know about that one. It is called Yirot. The word means to stand apart. When we lived in the cities, we were forced to wear these whenever we walked in public. I take it those days are over. When the caste system was finally abolished, we were led to believe that everyone would be treated equally. I remember the celebrations, Iraqs being burned in the streets. People saying that we had finally been granted our rights. The Tarothan clan signed the accord. But they never abided by it. They still control the government, the lands, the resources, everything. We spent ten years staging protests, appealing to the courts, until finally we realized there was only one way to get their attention. We have hundreds of camps, just like this one, all across the desert. We are going to keep attacking the Tarothans until our voices are heard. They call us terrorists, but the truth is they have been terrorizing us for centuries. You said you brought me down here for a reason. Here it comes. I have a feeling it wasn't a history lesson. 
Mm. The Rothams have ten times as many soldiers as we do. We won't last much longer without your help. I really don't see what I can do for you. <laughs> they said you were in the hole. <laughs> I scanned your vessel. You have an arsenal of powerful weapons. But more importantly, I, I need your wisdom. Our current strategy isn't working. But I, I am confident that together we can find one that does. Okay. I would be honored to fight alongside you, as would all of my men. What the hell was that? So basically he just stated that he scanned their ship and it's got a lot of firepower. Yes, it does. But he said he really needed his wisdom instead, which is to help because their, currently stra their current strategy is not working. Right. Um, what brought that on, though? I don't know. I don't know. What happened a couple episodes back between Archer and Trip, oh. or Archer and Mayweather? I don't remember. It had to do with Sulaban. They were fighting. It had to do with Sulaban. They were fighting. No. Oh no! They liberated him. They got him to escape. Yes, they helped him to escape. Yeah. So that's where this is basically come from. But Archer and Trip don't know that yet. Right. And probably won't until after, or till the end. Right. In cruisers, usually they begin their bombardment after dark. They're getting started early today. I don't know what you've heard about me, but I think you've been misled. What about the Sulabat? What about them? You liberated a detention camp, free thousands of prisoners. Who told or you not. that? Sulabat transport. He told me of an explorer who was also a great warrior. A man who helped him defeat an entire army. Captain Jonathan Archer. Two cruisers, sir. They've hit one of our pulse cannons. Prepare my ship. This won't last more than a few hours. We'll continue this discussion later. And you'll be safe here. It's all the same to you. We'd rather get back to Enterprise. Well, your shuttle's thrusters would draw their attention. You'd become an easy target. Please, I wouldn't become be able to if I allowed you to get killed. So now they're going to go down into a hole. There's a number of ships straight from the encampment. Yep. Hail the captain. Captain, and they're being jammed. They're being jammed. It's the best I can give you. The entire region is flooded with jamming signals. Well, we can't just leave them down there. What about the transport? I can't localize their bio signs. I'll take a shuttle plug and find them myself. In the middle of an assault? See if you can find Chancellor Trellet. Archer to Enterprise. So, the area is flooded with jam signals. Respond. Hey, to be honest, I wonder. They got water down there. When they escaped, why didn't they take it with them? I know. Or, why didn't they just stay there? I must have bruised half a dozen ribs. Better head back to Flocks, take a look at it when we get back. So does the great warrior have any ideas about how we're getting out of here? You're not thinking about helping these people. I was thinking about those Sulaban prisoners. If we hadn't helped them escape, we wouldn't be in this situation. Very true. To Paul's ears must be burned. 
want your chief engineer's advice? What is it? Walk away. Walk away. They lured us down here under false pretenses. Now they're asking us to help them fight a war? That's a lot different than breaking a few innocent people out of prison. There's just one problem. Zabral. I get the feeling he's not going to take no for an answer. Pretty close. Hit the building they were on under. But I think they would have been okay, you know, still being under that, you know. Right. To be honest. I don't know about you, but I'd rather take my chances out in that desert. Thought you hated the desert. Not tonight. Well, you hated the desert. Not tonight. See, here's my thing. Why not use the shuttle pod thrusters and kind of skim along the ground and haul ass out of there like a car? You know? Right. I mean, yeah, he did say that their thrusters would make them an easier target, but I mean, they're already focused on the buildings there. If they took the thrusters and got the hell out of there, by the time they redirected the weapon to where they're at, they're already quite a way farther from that. So, I mean... It kind of didn't make sense, you but other than episode order over if they did that. And you assured me your people would be leaving the surface. Why didn't they? Captain Archer wanted to speak with Zabral. Interesting. Where are they now? I don't know. If you'd be willing to end your assault, we could launch a search party. You expect us to stand by while you send more people to join Zabral? If you believe we're assisting the terrorists, you're mistaken. Of course, I forgot they just went down for... The hospitality. Let us find them and we'll leave immediately. That's what you promised before. We'll locate your men ourselves and deal with them accordingly. That's assuming they haven't already been killed. Chancellor. If you attempt to launch another shuttlecraft, we'll have no choice but to consider it as an enemy vessel. Damn. I've lost sense of contact with the surface. Some kind of orbital dispersion field. I can't get any readings below 100 kilometers. That's not good. So they're somewhere on a desert. Now, do I know where they really were? I I can't be 100 percent sure, but I think they're on some in some desert near Cal in California somewhere. I don't remember where though. We're down here. Like shouting up at the sky is gonna get them to find you. Exactly. This is where their sure desert survival training comes in handy. It was east of the camp. We're heading east. How far? About 30 kilometers. 30? What if we find more of Sabral's men inside? It looked abandoned. All I saw was sand. I don't remember any buildings. Got your survival training. Take a good look on your way in and your surroundings. It may also say something about only walking at night. Oh, can't we wait until it cools down a little? That could be for another eight or nine hours. We need to find shelter. Twenty minutes, Captain. Trip looks like he's about ready to die because he's got heat exhausted. Right. He's in the early stages of it. Do I know what that feels like? Yes, I do. Have I been there? Hell yes. It was not a fun experience. I do not recommend doing it again. <laughs> the cherry flavored snow guys. What I wouldn't give for one right around now. I had heat stroke. You had heat stroke? That is Horrible. Yeah, I had heat exhaustion. That was pretty bad on me. Of course, at the time, I was not as big as I am now, but still. You know, that was pretty bad. 
can't imagine what Trip's going through. Oh. You hear that? What? Sounds like a ship. Think the heat's getting to you? No. Listen. Trip's got pretty good hearing. Must be a Vulcan. Over there. A shuttle bus? Make themselves look invisible. By burying their heads in the sand. I suggest you try to find a less intrusive way to penetrate the defenses. Why Montana? <laughs> Here of we all go. The places the Vulcans could have landed, they chose Bozeman, Montana. Humanity's first wolf drive was developed there. It seemed a logical place to begin. Well, how did they know it wouldn't alarm other nations? An alien species makes contact with the United States. It made a lot of other countries nervous. What's your point? It seems to me that we're going to run into similar problems. We get invited to dinner, and before you know it, we're accused of taking sides in a war. Contacting new worlds always involves unexpected risks. The High Command has very specific protocols regarding... The High Command? Conflicts. That's not us. Yeah. Eventually, Captain Archer right. will have to create some directives of his own. Okay, the directives are like this. If they're not warp-capable... Don't go messing around there. Now, do they disregard that occasionally? Yeah, but it depends on what's going on. Um, there is a planet that Kirk uh, surveyed, met some of the locals. Uh, they were not, they're not warp capable. And then finds out, they go back there to find other things as well. Uh, with Bones and Spock and uh, Spock gets shot by a gun that they that they believe that that Kirk believes they shouldn't have. Spoiler alert! I was kidding. I'm kidding. Keep going. <laughs> and so the prime directive is ignored on that, but there are others like um, where the prime directive is not ignored. Well, they're not warper capable. There's nothing we can do for them. Let's hit the road, Jack. You know that's how it works. Right. So what Tapal is saying is that the Vulcans have the directive. Captain Archer's gonna have to make his own. You know. Right. Even then, he may still make mistakes. Because it kind of died. I doubt it. So the cool thing about what they're carrying, they are water bags. From what I understand, is they're frozen on one side. So you turn it over. So the black side melts and uh, melts the water, and then the silver side reflects the heat so that it will stay frozen. That's what I understand about it. Am I right? No. Am I wrong? Maybe. Hey, we'll go with it. I go with it. The only reason I say that is in season four, you're going to see T'Pol constantly turning it over. When they're taking breaks. That's why I'm assuming. Come on. Come on. We gotta keep moving. Come on. My shift doesn't begin for another six hours. <laughs> My shift doesn't begin for another six hours. We're almost there. He's delirious. Where? Where are we going? Nice little place I know. Plenty of shade. Are there blankets down there? Huh? I'm freezing. That's his body shutting down. Heat exhaustion. Here. Come here. I'll tell you what, it does feel like that too. I was freezing my nookies off, and I'll tell you there what, you I was Easy. not happy about that. Because it was hotter than all it could be out here in Utah. 
officer. Don't take another man's water. You drink it, that's an order. Uh, keep moving. Take the water or I'll knock you on your ass. <laughs> I believe Archer would too. You would. As an order, either you take the water, or I'll knock you, knock you on your ass, and pour it down your throat. Well, he's protecting his crew, man. Trying. Archer is the alpha of the pack, you know. There's a vessel approaching from the surface. It's a brawl. He's hailing us. Open your launch doors, quickly. Is the captain with you? Commander Tucker? No, no, I'll explain. Where are they? If I'm not in your talking bay, Sorry. in the next 30 seconds, I'll be detected and destroy my ship. Bring him in. Sorry about that, I dropped stuff. Sorry, guys. How many? There were 89. There were only 89 Suluban. Actually, there was only 80. And the army? No, there was 89. I would hardly call it an army. It was more like a few dozen prison guards. And to be honest, they didn't put up much of a fight. Jonathan Archer is an excellent starship captain. But he's hardly the invincible warrior described to you. What about his legendary desert tactics? Actually, I'm the tactical officer on this ship. And I don't have any experience at waging desert warfare. I'm afraid you've come to the wrong people for help. All this for nothing. What about our people? Well, you have far better sensors than we do. I'm sure you'll find them. Our sensors are being disrupted. And the Tarothans have threatened to fire on us if we launch a shuttle pod. How did you get here without them seeing you? There is a narrow gap in their orbital detection grid. It occurs once every 46 minutes, but it is only open for less than one minute. I'll need all the pertinent data. <laughs> You'll need more than that. The maneuvers are extremely difficult. It took us years to learn them. I'm a quick study. I'm a quick you study. You'll be shut down before you reach the atmosphere. With you at the helm, our chances would improve. I don't have time! My men are waiting for me. Then they'll have to wait a little longer. You're the one that got our people stranded down there. They are not my responsibility! You're mistaken. The Tarothans believe we've I'm pretty sure cards. if he had decked our uh, read there, I'm pretty if sure Captain Tal would have knocked him on his ass. They'll undoubtedly be treated as members of your clan. They'll become victims of the same oppression you've been fighting all these years. You should feel as responsible for those two men as you do for your own. Some place to relax for a while. Out of the heat. Good. 
together I found a new use for the stun setting it may not taste too good but I think I boiled away anything that can hurt us no thanks I'm not thirsty let's not get into that argument again Soup. You need water. <sighs> what I need is sleep. You got a fever trip. Your heart's racing. You got all the symptoms of heat stroke. If you fall asleep, you could lapse into a coma. Yes, you could. A coma? Yeah. That sounds nice. When we get back to Enterprise, you can sleep all you want. But right now, you gotta stay with me and drink this water. If I had a needle, I'd give it to you intravenously, but I don't. <laughs> Sit up. Break it down for me. Break it down for me. <laughs> what? What are the eight major components? You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Name them. That's in order. Well, there's the drumsticks. The drumsticks. Thighs. <laughs> you got anything to eat around here? Not at the moment. But when we get back to Enterprise, I'll have Chef make you dinner. You'll never forget. What would you like? Anything. Not snake meat. No. Chef doesn't do snake very well. Tell me what you want. Mashed potatoes. Yummy. Mushroom gravy. Mm -hmm. The the guy he makes some Wednesday nights. No problem. What kind of vegetables? Hey, vegetables. Corn. Broccoli. Broccoli. Okay. Dessert. We all know this one. There it is. Pecan pie. Pecan pie. There's a shuttle pod. Take another pass over the eastern basin. Our sensors would have detected them. No, there's magnetic deposits below that basin. They could be masking their biosigns. If we increased our altitude, this would go a lot faster. We would also risk being detected. <laughs> Someplace that starts with a D. 
Somebody out there doesn't like us very much. We gotta get out of here. I'm picking up weapons fly on the surface. 19 kilometers due south. That's a rough and mortar. Would they be targeting one of your settlements? We don't have any near there. Set a course and prepare to fire. <coughs> I believe they've located the captain and commander Tucker. Well, then she explained. Good thing the boys got out of there, because that place is gone. Now they have no shelter. Kill the motor. Two humans bearing 115 Mach 3. Archer's so weak, I doubt he would even... I don't think... I think Archer would knock him on his ass, or out the door at least. But I think Archer's too weak to do that right at the moment. Decisions to get involved in conflicts of other worlds should be left to governments, not starship captains. I know. The irony is, I have the feeling his cause is worth fighting for. True. Equality is always something worth fighting for. 
Okay, Vicky. That was season one, episode 24. Desert Crossing. So besides the part of being extremely far off. There could have been a stone wall. Come on now. <laughs> Good point. There could have been, but not on Earth. But if there was not. <laughs> and they weren't on Earth. They were not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vicky, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best, 5 in the middle, where would you put this one? I'll put this one at a 5 this time. Okay. I think I'll have to give it to you on that one. A 5. So where do you think this episode hinged? Well. Was it the... It was to Paul. Because without her... Without her knowledge and expertise... In what? In... <laughs> commanding, per se. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go... We're going to go with that. <laughs> she wouldn't have found him. She wouldn't have insisted, hey, let's find them, you know. That's not really true. I mean... Stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Any good sub-commander would have done the exact same thing she was doing. So I think it hinges on Archer. Because he kept Trip alive. He got them to shelter. So I think it hinged on Archer. Because if he had just left Trip, Trip would have died. Right. So, let's see if Paul would have left both of them. They both were a guy. I don't know about that one. I couldn't be sure about that one because we see them pick them up towards the end there. So I don't know because we don't know what would happen next. Would Archer have got found them a place to hide again? Exactly. So, all right. Anything else you'd like to say, darling? Um, Any questions we didn't get to? No, but let's tell them where they can find us. You go right ahead. Google Podcast, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Republic Radio, and Anchor. Where it all began. And you can contact us because we would really like to hear from you. Very much so. At Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek, gmail.com, or Facebook. Exactly. And you can post free... Well, I mean, keep it clean if you're going to post on Vicky's Adventures in the Facebook. On, and I, I'm being honest, you know. Keep it clean. But okay. you can post just about anything you wanted on there. You know. So, Vicky. What were all your questions, anyways? We got to all of them. Well, I, I understand that, but what were they? Because I don't remember. Uh, oh, we didn't get to one of them. See? What's Bering and Mark mean? They see it. Oh, a Bering and a Mark. Okay, so what it is is they are Bering on a compass. You've got 360 degrees. So if I say Bering 187, so 187 degrees on the compass, and then your mark is your horizontal so amount. Yeah. yeah. So if I said, oh, they're 27 mark 2, so you'd go to 27 degrees and, uh, uh, you know, one way, mark 2 the other. Right. So that's what that is. Make sense? Yes. It's kind of the same principle with the aircraft use, so... For their horizon, you know, directions right. and stuff. So that's pretty much what it is. Anything else, darling? No. Do you want to say anything? Hi. Besides that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, well, since you don't have anything else to say, I guess then I guess we might just have to end this one today. Uh, right here. Um, we, like I said... We are very sorry for last week only doing one when we said we were going to do three. I got sick. Then Vicky got sick. It was, as far as we are aware, it was the food we ate. 
Um, we are very sorry that we said we'd do three and we only did one. It was not... I even posted a thing on Facebook saying... On Vicky's Adventures in the Star Trek on Facebook. I said, hey, we're sorry. I got sick and then Vicky got sick. We're sorry for not posting, you know, those episodes. <clears throat> Which was kind of weird because we never got sick from there before, so... Yeah, but there's always a first time for everything. Yeah. You know, and it could have just been that one meal that we had. You know, it happens. We're going to go with it. Sure, why not? <laughs> so, Vicki, anything else you'd like to say today? No, I'm okay. All right, well, until next time, I'm William. And I'm Vicki. And we will catch you in the next mission. Bye. Bye.